Hey, this is Tim back for Wrong Sports, and if you have checked out any of my lists before, you might know that I like to do lots of lists, especially on worst teams. I also did best teams, but I really like to cover worst teams or, or teams that you might not have heard about. That is what this new series is going to entail. I'm going to be doing deep dives on the longest streaks in college football. That means losing streaks. Yes, we're going to do losing streaks first, and then I'm going to be doing winning streaks, but, but first got to get through all these losing streaks first. Now, since I did a video on the worst Division III programs, I thought that my first deep dive should be on my Division II representative, which is the Lock Haven Bald Eagles in the mid-2000s. But before I give you a little history lesson on the Lock Haven Bald Eagles, make sure, as always, you like this video, you share this video, you subscribe to the channel, please, and also make sure you follow me on Twitter at SportsWronged, and make sure you leave me a comment at the bottom of this video telling me what you like about the video, what you don't like about the video, and what other teams you think I should be covering. But let me start by telling you a little bit about this Pennsylvania school that is pretty much smack dam in the middle of the state. It is a public college and state-owned like its counterparts in the conference that it's in, the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference, which has a lot of great history, which I will cover in a future video. But Lockhaven, even though they play in the PSAC, they aren't known for any real athletic achievements in the last 20 years or so, with their most accomplished team being their field hockey team, which has won seven national titles and competes at the D1 level. They have also won some national titles in softball in the 2000s, but otherwise nothing really else. But even with some of these good athletic achievements, the school will now be known as having the worst losing streak in D2 history and the third longest overall behind Earl College in D3, which I covered in my previous video, and a school in the FCS, which I'll be covering in a future episode of this series. But before I get to their epically long losing streak, let's start this deep dive by going to the beginning of this century with 2000 in Lockhaven. They had a 3-8 record, and they went on an epic five-game losing streak to end 2000, where they gave up 50 points three-plus times, which you will be hearing that phrase a lot throughout this video, and they were shut out three times. They followed that with a record of 3-8 and eight in 2001. Then in 2002, they had their best record since about the mid-80s with a 5-6 and six record. But then they followed that up in 2003 and 2004 with a 3-8 and eight record. And their coach, Mark Luther, left after the 04 season. So this meant that Lockhaven would have to bring in a new coach, and they found one in former player John Classic. He was a former assistant at Youngstown State for 15 years when they won four national titles. So this guy was coming in with some pretty big credentials. Unfortunately, it didn't start out very well as in 2005, they were two and nine. They followed that up with a two and nine record in 2006. Before 2007, where they started on a 10-game losing streak and were only shut out once, even though they scored a field goal in two games, to not be shut out. So they probably should have been shut out a few more times. They won their last game over Clarion by three in overtime to win their first game of the season and their first conference game, too. And that win was very significant, because if it wasn't for that final win at the end of the season, this losing streak would have been a hell of a lot longer. Okay, but now we are in 2008, which is where the streak actually starts. John Classic is still the coach of this team. They did go through some changes on defense with graduations, as well as also starting a new quarterback. Lucky for them, though, their running game really didn't change that much, as their running back, Ibrahim Smith, ran for over 500 yards the previous season and caught passes for over 100 yards last season. He was back this year. 
They also started this season versus Glenville State out of West Virginia, and the offense wasn't clicking since they were starting a new quarterback, as they only had 86 yards and zero points. The defense didn't make it close either, as they gave up 400 yards and were down 30 to nothing at half, and that would be the final score too. So, not a good way to start off this streak. Game two didn't get any better as they played ranked Westchester out of their own conference as the game started and was pretty much over after six minutes as Westchester was up 14 to nothing. Lockhaven though did get their first points of the season in the first quarter as Ibrahim Smith scored but of course they missed the extra point. Actually it was blocked so they were down 14 to 6. Lockhaven though got nothing else as Westchester scored the next 23 points to be up 37 to 6 at half which was strangely the final and you'll be hearing that a lot because a lot of teams would seem to get the picture about Lockhaven and would start to bench a lot of their starters in the second half. The defense was the issue though in this game too as they gave up over 450 yards but a bright side was though they did intercept the Westchester quarterback twice but by the time they did this the game was way over. Game three was more of the same and I'm just gonna make it short and sweet as they played Shippenburg and they were shut out. They gave up 475 yards on defense and they had under 100 yards on offense. So yeah, it was a dominant loss. We're just gonna move on. Game four was actually looking like it could be something as they played IUP, which is Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And IUP was ranked in the top 15 and they were undefeated. IUP did score first, but turned the ball over at their own 29, allowing Lockhaven to go on a seven play drive and again and again Smith would score and the team actually converted the extra points so they were tied for the first time this was the first time they were tied besides it being 0-0 the score stayed until the half but after that IUP realized they probably should be winning this game now because they would come out of half and score within two minutes then they scored again five minutes later then they recovered a fumble for a touchdown and scored a touchdown again all in less than 11 minutes and they would be up 35 to 7 before the quarter was over. The final was 45 to 7 and again Lockhaven gave up over 400 yards and the IUP defense scored more points than Lockhaven's offense did as IUP blocked a punt in the fourth for their final touchdown. So now Lockhaven streak is at four as they played the three and one Edinburgh from the PSAC in their game five. This was a significant game because the defense didn't give up 400 yards to their opponent as they only gave up 391 yards. So a little improvement. Their offense also had 185 yards of total offense, which was the first time they had over 150 yards of offense. The only thing was that Lockhaven didn't score any points, even though their offense improved, but they lost 31 to nothing. So let's move on. Game six was looking a little bit better as they played Mercyhurst. They lost, but of course there were some positives. First, they actually scored some points in 14. This was like the first time they scored double digit points, by the way, uh, both on touchdowns and they were passes. Yeah, they actually had passing touchdowns. This was the first time they actually did that. It wasn't enough though, as they were back to giving up 400 plus yards on defense and they lost 49 to 14. Well, you saw a little bit of improvement, but Game 7, they did not improve at all. And actually, it was really brutal as they played a top 10 team from their conference in the California University of Pennsylvania. And I know there's a lot of schools in this conference with names of states like Indiana University and California University. So, so I'm sorry if you're a little confused. <laughs> but anyway, California was ranked and they knew how to score. And they jumped on Lockhaven early, scoring two quick touchdowns in the first 10 minutes. But then Lockhaven would get some points 
points before the half on a field goal after a fumble. So at halftime, the score was pretty close, but then someone flipped the switch for California because when they got back on the field, they went on to score five straight touchdowns to win this game 56-14. to Due to the score, you can guess that Lockhaven gave up 400-plus yards on defense, and actually they gave up 599 total yards with 358 of those yards being from the passing game. Oof, like I said, that one was brutal. But Game 8 was their best game all year, and it might have been because last game was so bad. But also, this game was good because they were playing the team that they beat last year in Clarion. Clarion were coming into this game 1-6, and six, and Clarion actually took a 14-0 lead into the half. But in the third quarter was where all the craziness happened, because first Lockhaven went on a 10-play drive for their first touchdown, then Clarion got the ball back but were intercepted, and Lockhaven had the ball on the 2 they would run it in on their next play to tie it up, and then Lockhaven got the ball back quickly in the third and would score on their second touchdown pass of the day to take their first lead, 21-14, to and it would actually be the latest in a game they would ever have a lead, and they never had a lead in the second half all throughout this season. Lockhaven wouldn't have the lead all that long, though, as Clarion tied it before the quarter was over, and then the fourth quarter was back and forth, but Clarion was able to kick a field goal with three minutes left to take the lead and eventually win. Lockhaven had their best offensive output in this game, though, with 182 yards, but once again, they gave up 400-plus yards, but the turnovers really kept Lockhaven in this game, so the defense is actually showing a little bit of improvement, even though they're giving up tons of yards, at least they're getting the ball back. So with the last game being an absolute gut punch, these next two were absolute disasters, as they first played Gannon University and got shut out by them, not getting over 100 yards on offense. Then next week, they played Slippery Rock University, and they had a better offensive outing there, getting 140 yards of total offense, but that only gave them 7 points, and they lost 45-7. to and even though the final scores might be bad, these two games were a lot alike on defense, but for something good because they didn't give up over 400 yards of defense. So at least that's something positive for them. But now Lockhaven's 0-10, and they had one last chance to get a win and not have a winless season as they would play CW Post. This wasn't a conference game, and CW Post was looking for another win as they had two on the season. The game was actually back and forth, but Lockhaven never had a lead as they were down 14-6 at half, and Lockhaven got within 8 with less than 8 minutes left. Lockhaven would score, but on the tying two-point conversion, they couldn't finish the deal to go to overtime, and they couldn't get the ball back, and they ended their season 0-11. Well, the first 11 games of this very long losing streak are in the book, and the 2008 season was actually not the worst of this run that they will have, because they did score 86 points this season. They did give up 409 points, which is a lot, you would think, but it actually gets worse as we go on with this school, meaning that this school lost by an average of 30 points every game. They only scored an average of 8 points per game, giving up 38 points per game. They were shut out four times. Their offense was atrocious obviously is only averaged 147 and a half offensive yards per game they also gave up 437 yards per game which is just awful and like I said it would only get worse as we would continue here Okay, so the 2008 season is over. John Classic would stay through the 2008 season. He would come back for this 2009 season. And I'm going to be doing this 2009 season a little bit different because I'm not going to be going over the season game by game, but I'm going to be putting them all into groups 
But first, before I get to that, let me preface this by saying that this was the worst offensive year of the losing streak, as they could only manage four passing touchdowns and four rushing touchdowns the entire season. Yeah, their offense was a mess with lots of injuries and changes as they had four different quarterbacks and only three of them threw touchdowns. And their rushing attack, which was one of the most constant parts of their offense in 08, was worse this year as the running back from last season, Ibrahim Smith, only played half the season and resulted in under 700 total yards for the season. But another sad fact for the season was they lost over 575 yards, meaning they only had 102 net yards of rushing for this season so yeah just a, just a terrible season but let's start so after knowing those stats their first three games would go just as you would assume as they played two out of conference opponents before playing their first conference game versus clarion their first two games they only scored one touchdown by who else ibrahim smith in a 49 to 7 loss to shippenberg and that was after getting shut out in their very first game clarion was in game three and they were coming into the game two and two and they were looking to make it two in a row and it would be very easy for them even though they had less than 300 yards on offense but they did score 24 points they didn't even need to score that many as Lockhaven had their passing offense go nowhere as they had an interception and they had only 180 yards of passing but minus seven rushing yards which definitely hurt them because they couldn't get into the end zone and they lost 24 to nothing so there you go quickly they were 0-3 and now the losing streak was at 14 as they went into game four so they played Mercyhurst who were 2-0 in the PSAC and 3-2 overall. Lockhaven played their best defense, though, as it was only 6-0 with 10 minutes left in this game. But then after two late touchdowns by Mercyhurst, it looked like this game was going to be out of reach. But then Lockhaven finally got in the end zone with less than five minutes left, and of course, it was Ibrahim Smith again. But unfortunately, Lockhaven couldn't get the ball back, and they lost 19-7. So now Lockhaven were 0-5, and they welcomed the 5-1 Edinburgh University, who systematically beat down Lockhaven with 199 passing and rushing yards to score 34 points before Lockhaven even got in the end zone to once again not be shut out, and they lost this game 41-6. These two games should have resulted in better outcomes, but because of the negative rushing yards in both of these games, they couldn't even manage to get garbage time touchdowns. And the final game of this trio and their sixth game overall was at home versus the California University of Pennsylvania Vulcans. And it looked a lot like these last two games I mentioned, but they did have some positive rushing yards though in this game as they did have 35 and they did have a rushing touchdown in this game too and nearly 200 total yards due to their passing game once again having over 150 total yards. It didn't help as they once again got beaten 48-14, to but at least Lockhaven did score a touchdown in the third quarter, which was something they rarely did. Okay, so now Lockhaven is 0-6, but they would hit rock bottom with their game versus Indiana University of Pennsylvania, who were 3-4 and and looking for their first conference win. And it would be an easy one for IUP, as Lockhaven had their worst offensive output with 33 passing yards. That's right. 33 passing yards, and they had minus 32 rushing yards for a total of one yard. Yeah, one yard this whole game. They obviously didn't score, and IUP were up 35 to nothing at halftime. And the game really should have ended there because IUP pretty much rested everybody in the second half, and they just ran the ball the rest of the game as they had 328 rushing yards this game, and they won 45 to nothing. 
Okay, and I know you can make it through the rest of the season because there's only three games left. Unfortunately, this game, it, it didn't get better for them. They played Ganon. They didn't give up a lot of points to Ganon as they only gave up 27, but they couldn't score any points. Luckily, Lockhaven did have positive passing and rushing yardage, but they still lost 27 to nothing. Next up was Slippery Rock, and I want to do a pun using the name Slippery Rock and a crazy stat in this game as Lockhaven had 11 fumbles. Yeah, it was a slippery rock in this game. Uh, they lost four of them, though, too. This crazy stat resulted in negative 65 rushing yards. Wow. But here's some weirdness. They didn't have more than 65 yards of passing, so they had minus four total yards in this game. Somehow, though, they still managed a third-quarter touchdown, which, again, I'm not sure. I really would love to see video of these games because I'm still not sure how they managed to score touchdowns with having minus four total yards in this game. But anyway, I'm going to assume that Slippery Rock fumbled as they had four in this game and they lost one. And the touchdown that Lockhaven scored was a short one. But yeah, anyway, Lockhaven lost this game 47-6 to and let's just move on to their final game. And their final game was their best one, which seems to be a trend as they played CW Post again, who were 5-5 five and five and looking to beat Lockhaven for the second year in a row. And the game was a lot like last year as it was close throughout, but the biggest thing about this game was that their offense offense showed and showed out as their rushing offense had over 110 yards which is just crazy for them and they had more yards than CW posted but the turnovers hurt them as Lockhaven had three of them to post zero. Lockhaven was within a touchdown three times in this game and was within five points with less than two minutes left. But a final last minute touchdown by CW Post resulted in this final being 27 to 15 and not looking as close as I just mentioned. Lockhaven though finished this season 0-10 and they did play one less game which definitely helped the defense this season as they gave up less than 400 total points. But yeah, that didn't help their averages on offense as they scored 55 total points for the year, meaning they scored five and a half points per game. They gave up 37 points per game, so they were pretty much losing every game by four touchdowns or more. They only had double digits twice in this entire season. Their total rushing for the season was 102 yards as they lost 582 yards, meaning that they averaged only 10 yards of rushing per game. They had eight total touchdowns, like I mentioned before, and were shut out four times. They only played 10 games this season, unlike other seasons where they played 11, but if they would have played 11 games, they would have definitely lost it, and these averages probably would have been a lot worse. So if last season was bad for the offense, then this year was bad for their defense, and I don't want to ruin it too much, but they were back to their 2008 ways of giving up over 400 yards per game, but we'll get to that in just a second. That one stat, though, should help in assuming how every game went this season, as first they traveled to Virginia to play VMI, who are an FCS school, and not a terrible one, as they had a good passing game coming into this season. Well, that passing game had over 300 yards as they were up 20 to nothing before half. Lockhaven, meanwhile, had new running backs, but had their more experienced quarterback, Jared Burkett, back. And Burkett and the running game had over 150 yards and a touchdown just before half, but that was all they could get as they lost 48-6. to Shockingly, they only gave up 351 yards to VMI in this game, and I say shocking because they were an FCS team. This isn't like giving up four. This isn't like giving up 351 yards to a Division II or Division III team. 
And these next two games I'm grouping up together due to their offense being at their best here. They started with a 350-yard performance versus Millersville, and they scored 21 points in this game, which is absolutely insane since you heard some of the other scores I've been mentioning. But they also threw for four interceptions, so the closest Lockhaven could get in this game was seven points, and they lost 35-21. They did outgain Millersville by five yards, but the interceptions really hurt them in this game. Game three was at home versus Kutztown, who were 2-0, and it was a shocking start as Lockhaven scored first, which they rarely if ever did, as you've heard. Then they scored in the second quarter, too, which is the first time they actually scored in the first and second quarter in these last two seasons. It was 14-0 with two minutes left in the half. Again, another first for Lockhaven as they never had a lead going into half. But then something crazy happened to Kutztown, as they then proceeded to throw two touchdown passes in the last two minutes before half. And due to a missed extra point by Lockhaven, they were down 14-13 to to Millersville at half. Those last-minute touchdowns broke Lockhaven, and it was all Kutztown as they ended the game on a 24-0 run to win 38-13. Okay, and I'm going to be moving through these next three as quickly as I can because they were two shutout losses and they were but ugly. First, they played 3-1 Mercyhurst, and even though they didn't score until the second quarter, they had 397 total yards, and since Lockhaven couldn't score with minus five rushing yards not helping, Mercyhurst still won 41 to nothing. Next game was even uglier as they traveled to California. Pennsylvania, that is, to play the undefeated Vulcans. Lockhaven's rushing offense was exceptionally awful as they had minus 50 rushing yards, which overshadowed their passing offense, which was over 50% completion percentage and had over 100 yards, but they still couldn't get in the end zone. California pretty much ended this game at half as it was 31-0 and the final was 58-0. So yeah, like I said, those last two are really bad. Anyway, next up was Clarion, who shut them out last year, and remember, they were Lockhaven's last win back in 2007. Lockhaven's offense, though, this game had 200 yards, which was crazy for them, but the scoreboard didn't show it because Clarion scored 14 points in the first five minutes, and it was 42 to nothing at half. In the second half, it was more of the same, but with about three minutes left, Lockhaven managed to get a 39-yard touchdown pass to score, and it was their first score and their first point in 13 quarters. Oh, by the way, they lost this game 49 to 6. So if you thought those last three games were bad, I'm just going to zoom by game seven because it was against Gannon University and Lockhaven had a pair of fumbles. And even though Gannon couldn't score until the second quarter, they still managed to wipe the floor with Lockhaven as they won 42 to seven. Okay, so Lockhaven is 0-7, they got four games left, and I'm going to group up these four because Lockhaven scored points, like a lot of them. Like 70% of their points were scored in these final four games. First up, Game 8 was against Slippery Rock, who were 5-2, and, and this game wasn't like last year as I couldn't use my fumble pun here because there weren't that many. Lockhaven, though, in this game managed to score first, which was a rarity, and they did have 200 yards of total offense. Only thing was, Slippery Rock had 400 plus yards of total offense, and they won 56 to 14. Game 9 was versus Edinburgh University, and these games usually don't go well for them, as this game saw a little bit more improvement on their offense, as Lockhaven had 250 yards of total offense, which was the first time I think I've managed to say that, 
And also within this game, Lockhaven were within a touchdown four times. Edinburgh, on the other hand, had a game just like last year, as they had over 500 yards of total offense, which allowed them to outlast Lockhaven 30-22. to So this was Lockhaven's first shootout in the last couple of years. Game 10 was a crazy one as it was against IUP, who were looking to win and put them back at 500. The scoring started early, and it happened often as after the first quarter, it was 7-7. IUP's running game would flip the switch after half with four rushing touchdowns, and they got two more touchdowns on two interception returns for touchdowns. And the turnovers obviously hurt Lockhaven because they had over 350 total yards in this game. They would score 31 points, which was the first time they ever scored over 14 points in a game. But IUP's high-octane rushing offense and all those INTs for touchdowns hurt Lockhaven from getting any closer, and the final score of this game was 63-31. to So we got the final game of this slog of a season. Lockhaven are now 0-10. They're on 31 straight losses over the last three seasons, and they're playing Shippensburg, who were 5-5. Five and five. And Shippensburg didn't want to waste any time on this one, and they wanted to get this game over with early, so maybe the refs would let them go home early? Anyway, though, Shippensburg would throw three touchdowns in the first 16 minutes. Lockhaven would answer, but it didn't do much as Shippensburg would put more points on the board to make it 34-10 at half. Shippensburg, sensing it was over, looked like they pulled their starters in the second half, making for a boring ending to this 41-17 final game. It was a fitting way to end this season as Shippensburg had 500-plus yards of total offense, and they probably could have scored more if it wasn't for the three picks that Lockhaven got, plus Shippensburg did sit everyone in the second half. But this 2010 season was finally over for Lockhaven. They were 0-11. The streak was now at 32 straight losses. They did have their best offensive output in 2010 throughout this streak as they scored 137 points, but most of those points were scored in the last few games of this season as their first few games of the season. They were shut out or rarely scored any points. They did manage to average 12.5 points per game, but their defense was just a atrocious as their defense would give up the most points throughout this whole streak as they gave up 501 points total or 45 and a half points per game they also gave up 410 yards per game as well but even though Lockhaven ended this season with their best offensive output, it would be a lot different for them not only on the field but off the field as they would be looking for a new coach. So with the start of the new season, they brought in a new coach in John Allen. Classic left to become the offensive coordinator at Miami of Ohio and left behind a program with 32 straight losses. Allen wasn't new to Lockhaven as he was a former assistant in the mid-90s, but the team he was seeing in 2011 was much different than the one he coached in the 90s. So first off, Lockhaven under John Allen was very different. First off, their offense was structured a little better as their offense had a pretty good 50-50 split between passing and rushing. Also this season, they would have their first 1,000-yard rusher in like more than a decade. To go along with that, they brought back their two quarterbacks that they started the previous season. So another thing that was positive for them, and maybe they could uh, end this losing streak this year? Let's see. Game one was versus Millersville at home. Millersville would hop on 
Lockhaven with a 14-0 lead in the first quarter, but Lockhaven came back to be down only 14-10 at half. After half, though, Millersville's offense and Lockhaven's passing offense turned this game into a close one, with Lockhaven kicking a field goal with 10 minutes left to make this game a one-point deficit. Unfortunately, Lockhaven weren't able to get the ball back, and they lost 21-20. to So even though they started out the season with a loss, at least it was a close one, and that was good because these next four games were not going to be close at all. Now, let me say this first. Their offense wasn't that bad in three out of their four games here as they had over 100 passing yards in two of them and they weren't shut out in any of the four. The only thing was that they only scored 28 points or seven points per game. With the offense kind of improving or at least getting some yards and some points, this means that the defense had to stand up just a little bit. And what do you think happened? Yeah, they didn't stand up at all. It was awful as they gave up 199 points total or just a shade under 50 points per game in these four games. They gave up 500 plus yards in two games against California, Pennsylvania and Kutztown. Their worst performance was against Kutztown, who had 242 rushing yards and 296 passing yards. Their best defensive performance was versus Mercyhurst, where they gave up 398 total yards and a 42-3 defeat. So that shows you just how bad their defense was in these four games, that their best defensive performance was giving up 398 yards. So let's just move on as Lockhaven is now 0-5. And they're giving up over 40 points per game as they trekked on through the season, now playing Gannon University, who either seems to beat up on them or shut them out during this run. Well, this game was close, however, for most of it, as it was 9-7 at half, but after that, Gannon outscored them 28-7 in the second to finish them off 37-13. Lockhaven didn't even deserve to be in this game, though, due to them having just a shade over 100 yards and giving up just a shade under 300 to Gannon. And the streak lives on as we get to Game 7 versus 6-1 Slippery Rock, who, like last year, were really good and they had a really good offense, too. Now, the final score of the game was 48-27, but it was not that close as Slippery Rock had 34 points before Lockhaven Haven was even able to score. Then the fourth quarter came around, and with a change at quarterback, Lockhaven was able to score three touchdowns to make this game closer than it really should have been, and also I'm pretty sure Slippery Rock had in their second or maybe third team at this point. Lockhaven did have 297 yards, but three quarters of that happened in the second half. So now Lockhaven is 0-7, and that last game pretty much broke them because their final three games of this year all went pretty much the same. Lockhaven had over 200 total yards, but it didn't matter because in each of these final games, they were down 20 or more points early, and they couldn't catch up. Example, in their eighth game versus Edinburgh, they were down 21 to nothing before they scored, and ultimately, they lost 42 to 7. Then versus Indiana, Pennsylvania, they were down 42 to nothing at half, and scored in the final minute to lose 56-6 and not be shut out. And finally, they ended their season versus 9-2 Bloomsburg University. And over the last three years, it seemed like Lockhaven had a great final game, but this final game wasn't good. Bloomsburg slowly scored, but they were up 27-0 at half, and Lockhaven kicked a useless field goal in the third to not get shut out again and end their season once again winless. 
Lockhaven did have some positives, especially on offense this season, as they had their second best offensive output during their streak with 10 points per game. They also didn't get shut out in this game, and they had double-digit points four times this game. Again, a lot of it was because they scored against uh, second and third string teams, but still, at least it's something positive. But their defense was so much worse this year as they gave up 44 points per game, which was one point better than last season, which really wasn't all that great. Points per game might have been better, but their yards per game weren't, as they were averaged giving up 450 yards per game. That was by far their worst during this streak. Okay, you have made it through the worst because the streak is almost over. If you were a freshman at Lockhaven and you were on the team in 2008, you have never won a game up to this point. If you were a freshman in 2009, you are now a senior in 2012 and you still have not won a game. So let's see what happens here. John Allen was back at coach and Lockhaven started this season with three just god-awful games. They first started versus FCS opponent Fordham and Fordham at least made this quick as they were up 21 to nothing after the first quarter and they had over 500 yards of offense and the final was 55 to nothing so let's just move on for that because that's pretty much like an exhibition game for Fordham next up for Lockhaven was East Stroudsburg and their legendary coach Dennis Dudes who has been coaching since the mid-1970s and had over 250 wins at this point East Stroudsburg University threw the ball all game resulting in four touchdowns and an easy 31 to nothing win the last of these three was versus Indiana, Pennsylvania, who had been putting up tons of points versus our friends at Lock Haven, and it looked like early it wasn't going to be a blowout, as it was only 7 to nothing at half. But IUP then realized that they were playing Lock Haven after half and scored four touchdowns on the ground and had over 300 yards rushing in this game to win 42 to nothing. So now Lockhaven is 0-3, and they haven't scored a point in any of these three games, and the streak is now at 45 straight losses. So not a great way to start this season, huh? And I mention that because these next two games are very significant to the streak, in that if Lockhaven loses these next two games, they now have the longest look... They now have the longest losing streak in D2 history. The old streak was set up only a few years ago in 2003 by Minnesota Morris, who lost 46 games and would eventually move down to Division Three. But let's see what happens with our Lockhaven friends. First, they started off well at home versus Edinburgh. Edinburgh has embarrassed Lockhaven over the years, but Lockhaven was going to embarrass them as they had a six-point lead early in this game, which was one of the first times Lockhaven had a lead early in the game since, like, 2010. Unfortunately, it wouldn't last long as Edinburgh scored a last-second touchdown before half, and they had a 21-13 lead at half. Then the air was let out of Lockhaven as Edinburgh scored some more, and Lockhaven got a last-minute touchdown, but it was too late for them, and the final was 35-19. So now the longest losing streak is now tied at 46. So now they're getting ready for their record-setting game, and it went just how a record-setting losing streak game should go. Lockhaven played Shippensburg. Shippensburg got 14 points early and over 400 total yards of offense as Lockhaven set the record with a 49-6 loss. So now Lockhaven has the record with 47 straight losses. So anything after this is pretty much just gravy. And well, the streak almost ended at 47 as they played Mercyhurst next and Lockhaven fought and they had over 200 yards total and they only gave up 245 yards to Mercyhurst, which again is a first in like a year and a half. Lockhaven also scored first, but it was only a field goal and they couldn't score again until the second half and by that time they were down double digits and they lost this game pretty close 19 to 10. 
Game 7 versus California, Pennsylvania was bad, and the less said about this, the better, because they lost 30 to nothing. They had 116 yards to 470-plus yards from California. So, yeah, this is bad. Let's just move on. Game 8 was really something special, though, as they played Clarion. Clarion beat their socks off last year, but Lockhaven played well versus them over this losing streak otherwise. Clarion was coming in 3-4 and four and gave up a kickoff return touchdown to Lockhaven immediately, but Clarion used their passing offense to be up three at half. After half, it was nuts though as Lockhaven scored twice with their last score with a minute left to take a 28-24 lead. And yes, this was the latest they had a lead since, what, 2008 maybe? But before you start celebrating for Lockhaven, this was just a swift kick in the nuts as Clarion went on a 90-yard drive in less than a minute and a half to score a touchdown and win this game. 30 to 28. So the losing streak looked like it was never going to end after that one. The next game might have been a carryover from the previous game as Gannon beat Lockhaven 13 to 7. The offense didn't even score as it was off of an interception return for a touchdown. Slippery Rock was up next and even though Lockhaven had over 200 yards total in this game, they were down 28 to nothing before the second quarter and they lost pretty easily 35 to 7. So I wanted to get through those last two games because I had to get to their final game. And since you have been so good on this journey with me, you have realized that pretty much every final game of the season for Lockhaven seems to look pretty good for them, with the exception of last year. But this year they were playing a team on their level in the 1-9 Cheney University. Cheney was going through their own troubles on the field and off of it, as they no longer play many sports as they offer two sports at the Division III level, and their football team averaged one win for like the last 30 years, so they were not a good team either. So after hearing all of that, I might mention that Lockhaven hadn't played Cheney at all during this losing streak, and if they did, this losing streak may have been like 20 games less. But the game started off great for Lockhaven, as they had a safety in the first quarter and a weird 5-0 lead at half. Nothing happened again until the fourth quarter, when Lockhaven made it 12-0. They had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Do, do you think they're going to make it? L let's see. This was their second biggest lead they had during this losing streak. It didn't last long, though, because Cheney scored minutes later. Lockhaven then had the ball, with minutes left, nursing a five-point lead, and then kicked a field goal late to make it 15-7. Fortunately for Lockhaven, Cheney couldn't score again, and there would be no last-minute soul-crushing loss for Lockhaven. They did it. It was over. They won 15-7. This was their first win since November 3rd of 2007. The field goal posts were taken down, the players, and the 2,324 fans in the stands in Lockhaven ran on the field and celebrated for hours and days as they finally won. Lockhaven got their win the same way their streak started, by winning their final game. This 2012 season, the winning season, they scored 92 points all season, or about 9 points per game, but they did average over 210 yards per game, so they were looking pretty good this season. Along with that, they vastly improved on defense, only giving up 31.5 points per game and gave up 404 yards per game, continuing that 5-year streak of giving up 400-plus yards. But 31... But only giving up 31 points per game was their best output by about 6 points. 
Also, during the streak, they gave up 2,056 points, or 39 points per game. Their worst season of defense going back was 2010, as they gave up 501 points, which was a top five high for a team in D2 history. To go along with that, this season they gave up 40 plus points in eight games and 410 yards per game. On offense, they scored 459 points across 52 games, or about 9 points per game. They were shut out 14 times, or about one-third of the time during this streak. They did somehow go a season... They did somehow go a season without getting shut out. That was 2011, but their worst offensive time was 2008 and 2009, as they scored 141 points across two years, meaning they only scored about 6.5 points per game. And that was giving them too much, because during 2008 and 2009, that was their worst stretch, as they were shut out eight times. Here's some other interesting streak facts. Uh, it started November 3rd, 2007 and ended November 10th of 2012. This streak lasted through Bush's second term, the 2008 election, and 90% of Barack Obama's first presidential term. The 2012 election happened four days before the streak ended, so that can tell you how long the streak was. John Allen would coach Lockhaven until 2014, having his best record in 2013 with three wins, but he is now the coach on campus that is known for breaking the streak. They are still playing, and their most recent season, 2019, they went 2-9, and nine, with their defense giving up 49 points per game. So I see they are still the same team I fell for at the beginning of all this. Anyway, thank you so much for hanging out with me on this very long, deep-dive journey where I went through where I went through the longest losing streak in Division II history. As always, make sure you like this video. Make sure you share this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, please. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter at SportsWronged. Up next, I'm going to be doing a deep dive on the Columbia University epic losing streak that lasted just as long as the Lock Haven one. So stay tuned for that, and thank you so much for hanging out with me for Wrong Sports.